0: Welcome you to a very special service at Kingsway Baptist Church on December the 8th, 2002. Just six weeks ago, I had suffered a massive heart attack while on a hunting trip. And from the 1st of November until the 12th of November, I lay in a hospital in Rock Hill, South Carolina, on a ventilator. The doctors had told us that I would not survive. In fact, they told the nurses to go ahead and get the death certificate ready that I only had 1% chance to live. But 1% is all God needed. And our church was joined by thousands of people around this nation and around the world to ask God to raise up this service. This was a very special service as we came together. It was the first service I was back. Just six weeks from the time I suffered a heart attack. God's incredible strength was ours. And I trust this tape will be a blessing to you. Then I would like to share with you what God shared with me in the darkness. The message is entitled, The Treasures of Darkness. May it be a blessing to you. If you ever doubted that God answers prayer doubt no more if you ever wondered if God knows who you are and what you need doubt no more if you ever question the power of fervent collective prayer of God's people doubt no more If you ever wondered that prayer really changes and that intense prayer changes the prayer, doubt no more. And if you ever wondered that God really knows when our work on earth is done, doubt no more. Amen? God knows it. I lost my handkerchief. Where is it? I'm not going to be able to survive. There it is. I cannot ever tell you what it felt like to be covered in prayer. Absolutely covered. The day that I got ready to go home from one hospital to the other. The doctors who had told all of us, told the family, and told go ahead and write the death certificate. They already told us, told the nurse, go ahead and get it prepared. Our doctor, Dr. Matthews, who knows me, been my dear friend, was on Rusty's board of directors where we're reached, came to the hospital, came back and talked to them, came back in and made out and said, made out they're right there really isn't any hope 1% or less but folks Psalm 65 2 says "O thou that hearest prayer we have a prayer hearing and answering God and Maydell told that doctor well If he's just got 1%, then that gives God 99% chance to work. There are three young stallions. Randy, I want you to come up, son. Three young stallions that stepped up. Brother David and Brother Bobby full-time on our staff and I kept up with things through Maydale and through others Randy was right there I appreciate him this week in fact yesterday guys I went to the bookstore and I bought you a bible and had your names put on it and I wrote you a note in the front of this bible to tell you how much I appreciate you and how much I Appreciate you standing in the gap while the captain was in the valley. But God bless you, Bobby. God bless you. Where's Bob? Bob. David. God bless you, my friend. I love you, buddy. Bless you, Bob. Wren. Have to wipe that off, man. I got stuff all over it. God bless you, buddy. Thank you. Let's give my hand. Thank you, guys. Okay. A church is not born, nor is it sustained, nor is it measured when things are good. A church is really born, measured, when things aren't good. You have been so faithful in your attendance, in your giving, in your prayer. You just, every one of you. I think our God was in heaven watching because He's given us something big to do. I am going to speak to you in a few moments at Isaiah 45 where the Lord said in Isaiah chapter 45, if you want to take your Bible and look at that, Isaiah 45, 3, He says, I will give thee... I'll give you a minute to find it. I want you to look at it. You guys know what a miracle it is for me to be here? I can't even believe it hardly. I I came home from the hospital two weeks ago Friday. When I came home from the hospital, did you know I couldn't even... I had to hold on. They let me go from the rehab, but I I couldn't walk down the hall. I had to hold on to... rail I can whoop some of y'all this morning if you just give me a half a ten that's God almighty did you know that two weeks two weeks but there was a time when I was in the hospital when the things out there I couldn't see they were all just dim I couldn't everything right up here close right in here where God came into my darkness and illuminated my darkness and things became so clear, I mean absolutely crystal clear things about our church, things about our God things about our mission and who we are and why we're on this earth I mean it was as if you've probably been in a place, in a little small place and you turn on a bright light And everything around you is just as bright as it can be. And I want to share those things with you this morning. I want to ask you a question. Can God... Why don't you just put whatever you want to at the end of that? Can God touch you? Can God guide you? Can God supply your need? Can God raise you up? Can God hear you when you pray? Let me ask you something else. The devil would say, can God fail you? What would you say? Can God lie? No. We have a God who can. But folks, we don't only have a God who can. We have a God who will. And I do not deserve to be standing in this place today except by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I told somebody that this probably would be more like, less like a Baptist message and more like a Methodist message this morning. But as I was walking in, I told some of the guys, I don't know, guys. I may go into automatic. (laughs) I can't hardly stand it. The three things, besides what I want to talk to you about in the morning about uh, next sunday morning from the Dan, uh, the Dan, Daniel's experience in the lions den the three things that i want to talk to you about you may want to write them down you've got a note there number 1 i want to talk to you about our master a little bit i want to talk to you about our jesus i want to talk to you for the about the one who goes through the valley with you yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I want to talk to you about our master. Secondly, God spoke to me about our ministry, about our church, renewed my vision. In those moments, there were things so clear, it was as if it was an artist painting rather than a vision. I could see the roads, the buildings, the flowers, the people in the pews, the choir, the singing. It was as if God transported me and let me see some of those things that He has given us as a church, as our ministry. Thirdly, God spoke to me about our mission on this earth. Who are we supposed to be? And I'm not going to speak long this morning, but what I say, I hope you'll take to your heart and I hope you'll take with it because I believe with all my soul I would not be here had God Almighty not stepped in and said, go back to my people and I want you to tell them what I've got to say. Maydale has been just a little bit amazed. You, Most of you know me really well. I love you more than I could ever say. I was standing up here while those guys were reading and looking around this room. There are very, very few in here that I do not know. There are very, very few in this room that I do not love beyond your wildest imagination and sometimes I've given principles and sometimes I've talked kind of straight but as I was coming out as God began then to open up that sanctuary where he and I met and I began to open up and I began to be able to see people and talk to people Maydell said man you've gotten bold because I just look them right in the eye and I'd say here's what I think God wants you to do here's what I think the Lord is saying to you you know what when you've been with God I've been praying ever since God let me wake up God let the people who touch me touch you I have no reason to live unless I'm in touch with almighty God the only reason And when we talk about our Master, I want to just speak to you about two things. Number one, the preciousness of our Master when we walk into His presence, when His presence is there. A lot of things I could say about this. Let me just give you one illustration. One night, about a night or two after... They had taken me off of that. What do you call that thing? Respirator, whatever it is. I was still just waking up. It had shot so much morphine in me. You know, folks, you, you don't realize the things you do. You just take for granted. I could not get my fing. I couldn't get my thumb to my fingers like that for two or three days. I, I couldn't get my hand to my nose. I wanted. You know how you just stick your hands behind your head like this and just sort of lean up a little bit. I couldn't get my hands together like that. I couldn't I couldn't find them. But in those hours, I've got to tell you, the presence of an Almighty God was more real than my flesh. And I think it was the second night. Maydale was in a chair, sleeping. I don't think she ever left my side for 30 days. She really needed a bath and some of y'all had to help her get a motel room and she did go one day I think but she was in that chair right beside me she was asleep and about three o'clock in the morning I woke up and seemed like the old devil started to come in with a lot of fear and still I'm saying I just could feel it and so I cried to the Lord and I said God I just need you to come and love me. I just, need to, I just need to feel you hold me, God. I need you right now. I cannot even... I've walked, with a God, I've walked with God since my youth. Psalm 71 has been a psalm that I've lived in these last... Because it says, Lord, from my youth I have followed you. Now, in my old age, Lord, don't forsake me. When I'm gray-headed, let me show your strength to this generation. I believe he's going to. I think he's going to let me show you God's strength, not mine. I don't have any more strength. Mine's gone. Everything I do right now is in his strength. But that night, lying in that bed about 3 o'clock in the morning, I felt the presence of Almighty God come down just like a father and wrap his arms around me and hold me so close. I've never experienced anything like it. I want to tell you something. God knows who you are. God knows where you are. God loves you more than you can imagine. The preciousness of His presence is beyond description. The second thing I just want to say to you about our Master is the powerfulness of His Word. I've been reading some books. We've started... A journey God has been I don't know what all God's done quite frankly I don't know what all he's done to my heart but I'm gonna tell you what I'm praying I'm praying God's gonna make my heart strong so strong I'm praying he's gonna he's gonna strengthen it to the point that when we go back to the doctors they're gonna look at those machines and they're gonna shake their head just like those guys did when they came into my room the two doctors that had gone down were, you know, the gains They said, he's not going to live. And I'm sitting there in the chair, about ready to go home. And a guy came in, he looked at me, he shook his head. Started grinning from ear to ear. He said, I don't believe it. He said, i got to go get Musilowski. I kept, my, I kept my thing right here. I'm going to keep it in my Bible. Musilowski is not a Christian. They went down and got him. He's kind and he's a great doctor, but he needs Jesus. And he walked in that room. He just shook his head. Maydell said, I told you, 99% God can do it. And you know what? I want you to think about this. Every answer to prayer is based on the Word of God. It's based on His promise. It's not not our faith because our faith is a gift of God. You and I don't have any faith. Well, we don't even have enough faith to get saved. By grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It's the gift of God. He gives us faith to believe. But His Word is more powerful than anything in this world. And if I could encourage you to do something, I would encourage you to get a verse of Scripture or two or three. That you are willing to live by. And die by. When I was about 16 years old. God spoke in my heart. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. With all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge me. And I will direct your path. Folks I've lived that. For about 45 years. That's a verse you can live by. It's one you can die by. I do have to tell you this. When I stepped on the front porch of heaven. There was no fear. Wasn't a bit of fear. That morning I was. I think most of you know. I was down in the woods hunting by myself. I'd loaded up the four wheeler on the back of the truck about 4.30 or 5 driven down to South Carolina pulled up into a place there where the guys have some property leased unloaded that four wheel there's nothing to it I mean you have a little you know, little thing you pull out it's aluminum and you back it off on the ground I rode not very far wasn't very far from where we got probably a whole lot further from here that wall down there just up took a turn went down there Mike Lambert had told me where to go where I could go I went probably from here to that door right there beyond it somewhere right in there parked that four-wheeler and climbed up in that in that stand and I knew I was in trouble my heart went to what they call a-trib or if you know what it, it just starts it goes out of control and I knew I was in trouble I said well I'll sit here in this chair Maybe it'll slow down. Maybe it'll be all right. And I sat there 10 minutes, nothing. Because what happens, your body's screaming for oxygen. And so your body, your heart's trying to pump more. And the more it pumps, the less it can pump because it's just filibrating like that. And so you're just, abs- you're, you're starving. And when that happens, it's not pumping in the fluid, uh, fluid out of your heart and out of your lungs and so you begin to drown in your own fluid. Two or three miracles happened that day. One miracle was that the cell phone worked in South Carolina. That's the truth. I've tried to call home from South Carolina how many times and couldn't get there. Maydell's tried to call me, be across the line, couldn't get it. I called Mike and he was answered the phone. Second miracle, he was already up. True. And I said, Mike, I'm in trouble. I need your help. He said, Preacher, where are you? I told him where I was. He said, I'll be there as soon as I can get there. And in a few moments, they came. In the meantime, I called Maydell, and I told her goodbye. I told her I loved her. I said, Sweetheart, I'm not going to make it, but I want you to know I love you more than life. After that, I don't remember anything. It's probably a good thing. I don't know that I want to remember Mike Lambert carrying me about 20 feet down from 20 feet up, going down, wondering whether those steps would stay nailed on that. You know, that's a lot of weight coming down that thing, Mike. I don't know how you did that, but that was a lot. There were some EMTs that, that he knows that hunt there, and they came and they took me to the hospital. God was in all of it. The second thing in that darkness the Lord showed me was a vision of our church. In Matthew, it, just, it started coming to me so clearly. Matt, turn to Matthew chapter 5 if you would just a minute. Matthew chapter 5 was as if God Himself came over brought this up to me. Matthew chapter 5 said You are the salt of the earth. If the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall be salt is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden down under the foot of men. I want to ask you a question. If you're the salt of the earth, have you still got your salt? The next verse says, ye are the what? Light of the world. And here's what he showed me. A city that is set on a hill. I've told Mike and our men as soon as God will make it possible financially God wants us to go ahead and start drawing the plans on that worship center and put it on that hill. We've already contacted some people. I can see it. I can't hardly wait for him to draw what I see. I want to see if he can draw it as good as I can see it. (laughs) God wants us up on that hill folks. He said, I'm going to make you a city set on a hill. I want you to look at the next phrase. That cannot be hid. What else? What's the rest of that? It said men don't light a candle. Put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick, they give it light to the whole house. We've just experienced that at our house. Let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. God has called us to build a city set on a hill. One thing I want on the top of this building, would God let me be a part of this, and I believe He will. Some of you remember the verses of Scripture that God gave us. Do you realize that four years ago today, four years ago today, we chartered our church? We had right about 200 when we chartered. Today, the English church has about 450 to somewhere around there, men, women, and children on our membership, about 400. We've a little more than doubled. I was talking with Rusty this morning. I said, Rusty, now we started the Spanish church. He said, well, we have about 250. So now in our ministry that started with 200 charter members, that was men, women, children, all of us, now we're up to almost 700 And we've been floating around, going everywhere. God wants us to build a city on a hill. He's given us the hill. The hill's paid for. He wants us to put a city on the hill. You say how we're going to do it? i I got so many verses. I wish I I could just talk to you for about... Let me read you a verse. Maydale's mother mother called her and she said, He's not going to die. He's going to live. And to him shall be given the gold of Sheba. Prayer also shall be made for him continually. And daily shall he, God, be praised. Man, I tell you. And he shall live in the gold of Sheba. How much gold? And you know what she did? She sent me a check for a hundred dollars. And said, this is a token, a beginning of the gold of Sheba. That God is going to prepare and provide for us the gold. That's what this gold... It's just one page over Matthew chapter 6, but you can. Because if I were to start, you could quote it. It was at this point, according to the book of Luke, where the disciples had come to Jesus. They'd seen him do all these miracles. They'd seen him preach. They'd seen him teach. They'd seen him do all of these things. And then they said, they didn't say, Lord, teach us how to do miracles. Lord, teach us how to preach. Lord, teach us how to teach. Lord, teach us how to walk on the water. God, teach us. You know what they asked him? Lord, teach us to pray. He said, okay, I'll do it. And, and and leading up to this, verse 5, it says, when thou prayest. And in verse 6, he says, when thou prayest. And down in verse 7, he says, when you pray. And he's telling him, don't do it this way. Don't do it like this. Go on a clock, get by yourself. When you pray. And then he said, now after this manner, I want you to pray. He said, we could just pray it, couldn't we? Our Father, you don't even need to look at it who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now what's the next phrase? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he goes on to talk about give us this day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses as we give those who trespass against us. And then the last part of it, he goes back again and he talks about the, the kingdom of God, and he said, uh, He said, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom. Now let me tell you what God spoke to me about as clear as anything in the world. The only thing that makes life worth living is the kingdom of God. I want this to be a kingdom church. I want my home to be a kingdom home. I've got a confession. I've already confessed this to God. I've served the Lord basically all my life. I've never never had a desire to do anything else. I was associate pastor and co-pastor of a church when I was 30 that was running 3,500 in Sunday school. We built a four thousand seat auditorium, but I am going to tell you something. While I was working for God with this hand, sometimes I wanted to build an annex and put my name on it. You understand what I am saying? You get my drift? God, I want to live for You, but God, I I want to build. I want to do a little something over here that I can stand back and say, you know, that's not too shabby. I did pretty good. And God blew my heart out of my chest. And He said, Son, Revelation chapter 11, and we just studied Revelation. It was like the Holy Spirit just brought it to my mind. And it said, And the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God. I'm going to tell you something. Every one of us, everyone in heaven, everyone in earth, everyone under the earth is going to walk to the king and what little old thing they've built, they're going to lay it down at his feet. And our little old kingdom, Hitler's kingdom that he thinks he built, he's going to lay it down and he's going to confess you're the Lord of lords and you're the king of kings. Man, you think... I'm hoping the Holy Spirit will help you to understand that. But I want to ask you a question in your soul from God Almighty. Are you living for one purpose? And that is to build the kingdom of God. When you link those, that, this passage changed the disciples. We have said it. We've quoted it. Heathens quote this thing. You, get, you start quoting this and people who don't even know God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know it's true. They don't have any idea. There's seven names of the Lord. I don't have time to give them to you this morning. Seven names of Jehovah. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Now listen to this. Thy will be done on earth like it is in heaven. I want to ask you a question. How do you think God's orders are carried out in heaven? immediately think there's any questioning think there's any laying back and he said well lord i didn't have that in mind when you brought that up by I... you talk about getting zapped one little old star gets out of the place and starts going out of the orbit god said it he'll it's gone and they'll say wow look at that thing you see that orb up there in the sky the star is gone god said yeah it got out of line i will zapped it a third of the angels one time had to make a choice between who was going to be God and a third of the angels stood up and said, Lord, we've decided we're going to follow Lucifer. And the Lord said, okay. He, sat. he threw Lucifer and all of, all of them out. Every one of them. Thy will be done on earth. I've said it a hundred times since then. Oh God, thy will be done in here. Just as if I was already in your presence. I have no desire. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom. I want to show you something this morning. When God comes and walks by you, David. I hope he'll lay his hand on your shoulder, son. Say that's a kingdom man right there. Everything he's doing is for my kingdom, Donnie. When God walks by you, I hope He'll lay His hand on your shoulder and say, "That's a kingdom man." Everything He's doing is for my kingdom. That's one of my men. That's kingdom man up there. You get my drift, Susan? You're a single mom. I hope when the Lord Jesus comes to you and becomes a father to the fatherless. And a husband to you. That he'll say, that's a kingdom home right there. Everything she does. She does for the kingdom of God. Jeff, I thought about you, buddy. You called so many times. I pray when God Almighty drives by your business. And by your home. There'll be a smile on his face. Because he'll say. There's a kingdom business. That's a kingdom business. That's my man. He's in the battle. He's building the kingdom of God. Jesus walked. Matthew chapter 1, He said the kingdom of God. is right down here with you. That's it. That's it. Are your kingdom, man? Are your kingdom woman? Are you living to build the kingdom of God? All of a sudden my assets are no longer my assets, they're Whatever you want, Lord, you add it. My talents, we talked over to Brother Tom Williams. Man, that guy's a prayer warrior. Some of y'all know him. That's the, you know what he prayed? started crying. He said, Oh, Lord, let Brother Bradley and Maydell sing together again. We may just sing next Sunday. We've been sort of practicing. A little bit, having not we, baby? You understand what I'm saying? That is a conscious... Surrender of my will to His will. Of my house to His house. To His heart. My body and my life and my soul. To my King. We've been singing about worshiping the King. He is the King. I think I'll sing right now. He is the Lord. He is the King. And when I surrender to the King, then all He is and all I am are linked together and we become partners in the kingdom of God. Don't ever forget it. Your mission in life will take everything you've got. I read a story about a king of England In about 1100 A.D. He was a glorious king and people always came to him and they made accolades about his power. Made accolades about all that he was. He got tired of it. He was a Christian. He said, take my throne down to the seashore. They picked his throne up and they took it down to the sea. The tide was out. They put his throne right on the side of the sea. And he said to the sea, I command you not to come in. By the authority of the king, I command you not to come in. What do you think that sea did? Came on in anyway. That tide came right in, got up around it, splashed all over him. It says he stood up, with everybody looking at him. They picked up his throne, took it back. He took off his crown. He went into his home, into the palace. Had a big picture of the crucified Lord. He took his throne and he laid it at the foot of that cross. And he said, I won't wear the crown anymore. The one who commands the sea, he is the king. He wants to be your king if you've never trusted Him in absolute surrender and you don't know for sure you're on your way to heaven, don't you wait. I never thought that morning when I left my house that I'd be calling my wife about two hours later and telling her goodbye. Don't you wait. Today's the day of salvation. You come down here and say, Lord, I want you. I don't want to guess. I don't want to hope so. I don't want to maybe so. If you're hearing the Lord speaking to you, if you're here today and you're saying, Lord, I want to be a kingdom man, I want my business, I want my family, I want my life to be a kingdom life, why don't you come down here and find your place and tell God? If God's speaking to you about a rededication of your life to Him, why don't you find a place. It's just us, right? It's just us. Our master our ministry and our mission